Hello, Rasa. How you doing? I am superb. How are you? I am wonderful. Ready to know everything? Yes, get those facts into this noggin of mine. Sounds good. Let's do it. lesson about how when you care for living things, it makes you a better person. Mm, tell me more. As you know, we have two cats. And they're very lovable and cute. But they can be really annoying sometimes. They do chase each other in circles and sometimes jump on our backs and try to hold on with their claws. Ah. But when you care for them, it feels really good. Say... That one cat's stuck in a basket. Meow! 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 And then when you pick her up, she starts purring and looking up at you. Mm. When they're happy, it makes you happy. And then you can go on being happy, and you're a better person to other people. And it doesn't have to be something big like a cat. Let's say that there's a little ant crawling on the floor, and if it keeps going there, it's going to get smushed. So you take a piece of paper, wait till the ant crawls on it, and then put it outside. Then the ant goes free, and it feels really good to know that you probably saved that ant's life. You said this has a spillover effect to how you care for other people, too. Can you give me an example of that? Well, yeah. Let's say I pass my friend walking a dog, and I give the dog a treat. The dog munches on it happily, wags his tail, and bounds off. That feels good. And then, maybe I'll come home from my walk and say, Hi, Dad. I love your shirt. You look great today. The bounding of the dog is now inside your heart, and you're passing it on to me? Exactly. Once you get in the habit of caring for something, just keep on doing it. Yeah, I'd love to read this poem to you. Yeah, of course we can play at recess. Definitely. We should get ice cream together. I have my own example. My first pet came very late in life. I was in my early 30s, and it was my daughter, you. Ha ha. I didn't really have a pet growing up, and I had never really cared for anything before you. And gosh, it was so hard. But yes, it was also so full of love. And I think people do it backwards. I think that often they say to kids, you know, have a pet, and they tell themselves, this is a good way to learn how to take care of somebody, and that way when they have kids, they'll be good parents. But I say, hey, maybe be a parent first, take your time, and then get a pet, and then, boy, taking care of a cat seems a lot easier. <laughs> That's true. Though I would not want to have to wait for our cats until I'm a parent. I yeah. like having them right now. Well, you've convinced me. I guess it's good I have cats as my first grandkids. While we're on the subject of caring for living things, I think it would be a great way to do that if you got me a horse. Well, you know the old-fashioned way to say no, don't you? What? Nay. Are you ready for today's poem? I'd love to hear it. It's called Ah, Ah by Joy Harjo. Ah, ah, cries the crow arching towards the heavy sky over the marina, lands on the crown of the palm tree. 
Ah, ah, slaps the urgent cove of ocean swimming through the slips. We carry the canoes to the edge of the salt. Ah, ah, groans the crew with the weight, the winds cutting skin. We claim our seats. Pelicans perch in the draft for fish. Ah, ah, beats our lungs, and we are racing into the waves. Though there are worlds below us and above us, we are straight ahead. Ah, ah, tattoos the engine of your plane against the sky, away from these waters. Each paddle stroke follows the curve. From reach to loss, ah, ah, calls the sun from a fishing boat with a pale yellow sail. We fly by on our return, over the net of eternity thrown out for stars. Ah, ah, scrapes the whole of my soul. Ah, ah. Wow, that is an amazing poem. Would you like to read it? I'd love to read it. Ah ah, by Joy Harjo. Ah ah, cries the crow, arching toward the heavy sky over the marina, lands on the crown of the palm tree. Ah ah, slaps the urgent cove of ocean, swimming through the slips. We carry canoes to the edge of the salt. Ah. Ah! Groans the crew with the weight, the winds cutting skin. We claim our seats. Pelicans perch in the draft for fish. Ah! Ah! Beat our lungs, and we are racing into the waves. Though there are worlds below us and above us, we are straight ahead. Ah! Ah! Tattoos the engines of your plane against the sky, away from these waters. Each paddle stroke follows the curve from reach to loss. Ah, ah, calls the sun from a fishing boat with a pale yellow sail. We fly by on our return over the net of eternity, thrown out for stars. Ah, ah, scrapes the hull of my soul. Ah, ah. Wow, beautifully read. Beautifully written. It's like a kids book almost. I could see every little part of the scene and the repeated words, but the languages and images are also complex and mysterious too. Yes. What is happening in this poem? Well, there's a crow going over the marina where boats are stored. There's the ocean at the same spot. They're carrying the canoes. The crew is groaning as they get in their seats. They're really racing and sailing and paddling into the waves. And there's even a plane flying overhead. There's a sun shining, a fishing boat sailing. And there's the sky above, the sun, the stars, and our soul in the very center of it all. And they all share this one sound, this language that connects everyone and everything, which is... Ah! Ah! There's something called a mantra. Have you ever heard of a mantra? 
No. It's something you say to yourself that calms and centers you and connects you to an eternal truth. And the most famous mantra is, I think, a Sanskrit word, and it's OM. Have you ever heard that phrase? OM. And every yeah. time you breathe in, every time you breathe out, you say that to yourself. I remember at school, we'd go, um, 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 popsicles. <laughs> Very good kid twist and mantra. Maybe that should be the next poem? Yes, definitely. As soon as their boat gets back to land, ice cream sandwiches for everyone. segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? I'm pulling out another from the big bushel of vexing questions we got from the kids in Hopkinton, Massachusetts. This one's from Nithya. How many languages are there in the world? Wow, that's a great question. I'll do some research and get back to you and Nithya soon. I've got the answer to your vexing question. There are roughly 6,500 languages today. That's a lot. However, some of these are less spoken than others. For example, there's a language called Busu that only eight people speak. Hmm. I've heard even though there are more people in the world now than ever, there are actually fewer languages as cultures get more connected. Is that true? Yeah. I think that's correct. Here are the five most spoken languages in order of popularity. English, Mandarin, Hindi, Spanish, and French. I know English. I know a teeny bit of Mandarin. I know basically zero Hindi, a medium amount of Spanish, and a fair amount of French. That was the foreign language I studied when I was in school. Ha ha! So you're kind of a jack-of-all-trades, you know, a little bit of everything. Well, four trades, not 6,500, but I can help you order a croissant. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Get cool You Must Know Everything merchandise, submit your own vexing questions, and listen to more than 50 previous episodes at our website. You must know everything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.